podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Yes, I'm still waiting for a new mixer to come. For you guys who've only started listening to me the last 20 episodes, you're like, God, your audio is bad. But look, go to the old episodes. The audio is very good. Today, we're going to talk about the great accommodation. And this has to do with kind of juxtaposing your single life with that of having a cohabiting or married wife and how you do make accommodations. Now, some of you have gone full circle. You've done the marriage cycle, so to speak. You were single, then you got married, and then you got divorced, and then you were single again. And now you're at this bifurcation in your life, and you don't know which path to take to go back to the, the road of of simpery and get back on the plantation because you didn't learn from the first time around and you think that the first wife was the exception instead of a Walt. They're all the same because they're all they're all built for hypergamy and solipsism, but most importantly, the court system. It's the court system. It's the court system. But either way, it's, or you guys go, you stay single and be a monk and just do short terms if you want to do short terms if you, if you don't want to be chased. Now, the great accommodation is simply this. For you boys who are single, you men who are single, you know the freedom and versatility of being a bachelor. And it goes from big things like taking trips wherever you want without having to like pass it by somebody else. Men typically want to do like outdoors trips or maybe for culture, maybe go to Europe. Women typically, it's like beach, 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 beach because <laughs> they don't want to do anything. Interesting. So it's only the big things like you can work wherever you want in the United States. You can determine how you spend your money and save your money the way you want. You can travel where you want. You can have your boys over all the times you, you want or you don't want. You can walk around in your pajamas all day. You can do whatever you want. You can buy a dog, get a dog if you want because your ex hated dogs or was allergic to dogs. So on those macro level things, it's certainly awesome. But I'm talking about more of the micro level. So when you've lived singularly, for some time, you're kind of just used to doing what you want in, in like on the little levels, like cooking. And then when, you, when you're with somebody, you're cohabiting, you make accommodations. And the old joke is anytime a couple marries and say, you know, compromises need to be made, da, 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 it's always like this, this passive tense. Like when Reagan was getting interviewed when he had Alzheimer's in the second term of his presidency when Iron Contra was blowing up. I know this is a very, very esoteric reference for you younger kids. But instead of saying he made mistakes, he just said mistakes were made. You know, so kind of blame it on his administration. It's the same thing. They'll say compromises need to be made. But they never really tell you that it's the man who's making 90% of the compromises. And certainly the bigger compromises are the harder ones. Like you didn't want to have any more kids, but now she wants to have kids and she gets a whoops pregnancy. Again, you like her house, but she wants to upgrade to a new house or a new car, the trips, all these things. But 
Many times it's the death by a thousand cuts, the micro stuff, the daily stuff. You're used to watching whatever, Veep, Game of Thrones, every night, YouTube, whatever. And then now you got a woman who's having, no, I want to watch Bravo. Then you're like, at the beginning, you might be like, all right, we'll watch Bravo for a little while. But then you notice, right, the boiling of the frog. You're watching it all the time. And because this is a shit test that you're failing. And so now you're a little resentful, but yeah, you're getting sex. But then the question is, you know, is, is sex is great, but what do you do the other 16 hours of the awakened day? Is it worth the daily compromises, both minor and major, that you're making? So instead of you hanging out, having the room lit the way you want, the audio you want, the programming that you want to watch, now you're constantly compromising. Furniture. I mean, this is seen in rom-coms, right? You like your, your old bachelor furniture. She comes in, oh, no, we need to change all this, and you're paying for it. And so many men cave in. Food. You love your Thai food. You eat Thai all the time. You like burgers or whatever. Now she comes in, and now she's cooking different things, or she wants a certain food, like Japanese food or sushi. You know, Typically, women love sushi. You want sushi. Now you're going to have to go drive and get it because she's probably not going to do it, and you're probably not going to make her do it. So now you're driving across town to get sushi, a food that you don't even like, and you're compromising that. Or you're like, screw you, you could get sushi, I'll get Thai. But now you're making trips to two different places. It's compromises. The thermostat. You like it really cold, she doesn't. Now you're compromising for her. Now you sleep in the same bed with her, she wraps herself up like an enchilada in the sheets. You don't like that. Now it's affecting your sleep. Go to that episode we did on sleep divorce, how it's actually good for couples to sleep in separate rooms. Working out. You like to work out at 8 a.m. or 4 p.m. But now for whatever reason, you can't because she wants you to do this or you want she wants to do that. Or maybe she wants to go to the gym, but instead of you doing your fast routine that you use, you have to kind of like babysit her through the routines. And it just throws everything off, right? Men like routine. We like purpose and function. And now all these things, these micro things, and there's a lot more, are being thrown off. Like you like to take a night walk. Like I love night walks. Nobody, I remember my ex, I would tell her, it's like before we moved in together, when I was still blue pill, I was like, I'm going to keep taking walks. She's like, yeah, you can take walks every night. And then I would take walks at 8, 8.30 for about 45 minutes. You always take walks. Why do you do that? I'm like, look, I told you ahead of time, but this is the bait and switch, right? They can tell you ahead of time whatever they want to sweeten the pot so you'll, you'll, you'll want to move in with them or whatever. And then later they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. So then you feel guilty or you rush your morning, your, your evening walk or your long shower or you want to just stay in bed till 10 and she doesn't want you to. You know, it's just constant compromises. And look, I'm not saying there's no good that comes from sleeping with a woman, hanging out with a woman. Of course, there's benefits, but you always have to look at the, the cost-benefit analysis and do the benefits of the thousands of compromises you're making worth the sex, because really that's why men are with women. It's worth the sex. Plus, you're looking at the other problems with, with mirroring, right? The older woman, she starts nagging, the addictions, the raging. She might go sexless. She might get overweight. Like all the things we talk about, cluster B, all these things. So then you got to like kind of look at the composite. And then a lot of men who were single after divorce and then they remarried or started cohabiting, they miss what they had before because they realize how good that freedom was. 
to do what you want, when you want, where you want. And now you don't have that. And now like that episode we did three, four episodes back, how to extricate yourself from a long-term relationship that you have with your baby mama, now you're in a pickle. So guys, understand, women are bad. We hate the court system. We don't hate women. But men, we are hunters. We are the fur traders that, that hung out on our own for three years in the Canadian tundra. We like to be alone. We like doing things our way. And when, when you compromise that, most men fail that shit test. Instead of saying, you know what, woman, we're going to watch Veep. If you don't like it, go to another room. I don't give a damn. Or woman, yeah, okay, you want sushi? All right, maybe every fifth day we're getting sushi. But no, we're getting Thai. If you don't like it, you go, you go drive and buy your own sushi with your money. This is my house. The thermostat's at 64. If you don't like it, wear more blankets. And each of us will have our own blanket. And if you snore or whatever, you get out. You're going to the other bedroom because you're the one who's snoring. Okay, that's the kind of masculinity assertiveness that you have to do. But most men aren't doing this. And so what happens is they start conceding all these things. They fail the shit test. And then they get passive aggressive. Right? You know, we always watch Bravo. Food Network. We're always doing this. This sucks. Well, really, with passive aggressiveness, is you're mad at yourself. Because you didn't stand up for the shit test. And you regret the decision you made. So... Like what they tell teachers, don't smile at the students for the first semester and then, you know, you soften up in the spring because if you do it the opposite and you walk in, Mr. Nice Guy, hey, I'm Mr. Nice Guy, you know, the kids are going to start, you're going to have discipline problems. You won't be able to go back and discipline them because they think, you're Mr. Nice Guy. So it's the same thing. If you're happening, and remember, you still have leverage if you haven't signed the Faustian Pact. So you start out strong, be like, I'm not going to do this, 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 this. You're paying the rent. 50%. If you don't, you're out. Don't co-sign a lease. Only have it in your name. That way you can kick her out at any time. And just simply say, it's going to be this, this, this. If you don't like it, get the hell out. I'm passing all the shit test. And you got to maintain frame. Now, some men will say it's not worth it. It's too exhausting. It's too exhausting. That's really up to you. You're going to have to make that decision whether or not you think it's too exhausting or not. If you feel that the golden P is worth it to... Put up with all that. Many men will say yes. I feel that many of those men have simpery. Unless they found the ultra-religious unicorn who will never leave them because their their religious, their salvation is tied to, to not divorcing. The rest of you guys who are marrying a postmodernist, secularist, atheist woman, I mean, again, they initiate breakups disproportionately. You're probably going to end up being uh, broken up with whether it be cohabiting or, or marriage. So, I mean, you got to think, is it really is it really worth it? To give up your freedom for what? A warm hole? I mean, come on, guys. Step back and think about it. So in closing, if you're going to move in with them, death by a thousand cuts, compromise. We're going to have to compromise. That means you compromising most of the time unless you're extremely masculine. Don't ever co-sign the lease and you just keep saying over and over and over, you don't like it, get the hell out. Remember, the person who needs the other person the least is in the position of power. You always want to be in that position. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review if, an app, if you have an Apple product. It helps with the algorithm. Also, you'll notice there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you'd like to donate 5 or $10 to defray the cost of hosting the podcast, because it does cost money to host it on SoundCloud. 
Also, the link is for Naturopathic Earth, my website. Go click on that, and you can check out all the podcasts, all the articles we have there. On the right side of the homepage are my two books. Click on that, and it takes you to Amazon, where you can buy my two books if you like. But once you're on Amazon, anything you buy within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. So if you go through our links and buy a new speaker for your stereo, I don't know. I think it's like 1983 here. If you buy a new speaker for your stereo... We get a 2% commission, and they don't raise the price because we're Amazon affiliates. If you want to talk one-on-one, reach out to me on clarity.fm. And lastly, subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man, for The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and for Confessions of an Open Shop. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember... Freedom is better than Needham. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.